Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually with our guest scorekeeper, Mason Cook. Mason, how are you doing today? I'm doing quite fine. I woke up this morning, I ate a muffin, and now I'm ready to do some trivia. Excellent. Well, let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Jenny. Hello, hello. I am a gap year senior at Scripps, and I am drinking some lovely lemon ginger tea this morning. Happy to be here. Mm, Sounds lovely. Well, thank you, Jenny, for being here. And we also have Hillary. Hello, I'm Hillary. I'm a senior at Pitzer College, and I'm drinking iced peach black tea. And a fun fact is that Jenny and I met each other when we were 10 at summer camp. That's amazing. Well, thank you both for being here today. As with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Mason will explain the rules for round one. Of course, round one is our first general knowledge round. Uh, Each contestant will get five questions worth 10 points each. All righty, Jenny, you are up first. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Question one. What human body system is responsible for producing and secreting hormones? A, the reproductive system, B, the endocrine system, or C, the lymphatic system? B, the endocrine system. That's correct. Question two. According to the 2020 U.S. Census, which state's population increased by the largest percentage from 2010 to 2020? A, Idaho, B, Texas, or C, Utah? I'm going to say Utah. That's correct. It increased by 18.37%, and that was the largest increase in the country. Idaho was a close second at 17.32%, and Texas third at 15.91%. Overall, 13 states plus the District of Columbia had over a 10% population increase. Question three. Mitzketa, Tlanetl, and Salka are place names in what mountainous Eastern European country? A, Poland, B, Georgia, or C, Estonia? C, Estonia? It was actually B, Georgia. The Georgian language is well known for its long consonant clusters, which I really hope I pronounced okay. (laughs) Question four. The 1536 book, Institutes of the Christian Religion was the seminal work of what Christian theologian who espoused um, predestination and ran the city-state of Geneva as a theocracy? A. Martin Luther, B. John Calvin, or C. Jan Hus? Uh, We're going to go with uh, possibly A. It was actually B. John Calvin. Yeah. (laughs) He went on to be the founder of Presbyterianism. And finally, question five. In The Marriage of Figaro, what does the gardener, Antonio, claim he saw fall from the balcony into his garden? A, a chamber pot, B, a horse, or C, a man? C? That's correct. Cherubino jumps from the balcony into the garden and runs off toward the end of Act Two in order to escape from the castle. And this causes massive confusion from the other characters um, especially Figaro, Susanna, and the Countess, who try to cover up Cherubino's escape in front of the Count. Antonio explicitly states that he did not see a horse jump from the balcony. Alrighty, Hillary, are you ready for your five questions? You bet. Okay, question one. 
Which of these sub subatomic particles is the smallest? A, proton, B, neutron, or C, electron? A. Uh, no, that's the biggest one, I believe. Um, it's actually, <laughs> it's actually the electron. The I'm a computer science major, so <laughs> why don't you know this, Hillary? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Question two: At the end of *The Sound of Music*, the von Trapps famously climb every mountain to reach Switzerland from Austria. In reality, where did the family first escape to? A. Germany. B. France. Or C. Italy. I may go with B, but if it's all not in the movie, I'm just not going to know it. <laughs> well, no, it's not in the movie. It's, it, they actually first escaped to Italy. It was C. Um, the family were legal citizens of Italy because the father, Georg, was born in Zadar, which was part of Austria-Hungary at the time of his birth. And from there, they went to the, to the Netherlands before emigrating to the United States. Question three. What country's head of government works out of the beehive? A, Australia. B, New Zealand, or C, Fiji? B. That's correct. It was New Zealand. The nickname comes from the unique shape of the executive building within the New Zealand Parliament buildings. It literally, quite literally looks like a beehive. And it's right next to the Parliament House there in Wellington. I've been there. I thought the answer would be Beyonce. <laughs> uh, no, not, not, not for this one. Not for this one. Uh, question four. According to the 2020 U.S. Census, which state's population decreased by the largest percentage from 2010 to 2020? A, Illinois, B, Mississippi, or C, West Virginia? C. That's correct. West Virginia lost 3.2% of its population. Mississippi lost 0.2% and Illinois lost 0.06%, and they were the only three states that lost population. And finally, question five. During the 2006 FIFA World Cup, Josip um, Simunic of Croatia became the first and only player in World Cup history to record what unusual stat during a game against Australia? A, a hat trick of own goals, B, being subbed on twice during a single game, or C, he received three yellow cards in one game. It's C. That's correct. The referee mistook another player for Simonich when giving out a yellow card. This was only the fifth World Cup game ever where three or more players received a red card. Well, that's the end of round one. So, Mason, can you please give us a score update? Happily. So, right now, oh, uh, the game is tied between our two contestants. 30 to 30, so very much anyone's game. It's time for our weekly audience question. If you'll recall, last week our question was, what former first lady published Millie's book written from the perspective of the first family's English Springer Spaniel? Easy for me to say. And the answer to that is Barbara Bush, wife of President George H.W. Bush. The book reached number one on the New York Times bestsellers list for nonfiction in 1990. Proceeds from the book were donated to a nonprofit literacy organization. And so for this week's question, we'll ask, what is the least populous U.S. state capital? So have a think about that. Send me your answers, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. 
Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So, Mason, can you please explain the rules? Of course. Round two, uh, this is our directed round. So each contestant will get five questions on the same subject. Each question will be worth 20 points. However, if they get it wrong, their opponent can attempt to answer it for 10. Okay. So normally what I do in this round is I pick like a famous birthday or a famous event that happened on the, the date that the podcast will be released. This, this episode is being released on October 6th. And I uh, didn't feel like I could find a good thing that happened on October 6th. And so we're going to, we're, we're going to do, um, uh, we're, we're, we're going to do something a little bit different for this round. This is something I've been wanting to try. Um, I'm going to give each of you five acronyms that appear in everyday life. And you are going to tell me what the acronym stands for. Oh, yes, this is good. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know how hard this is going to be. So this will be interesting. But uh, Jenny, you are up first. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So your first acronym, UPS. United Postal Service. No. Hillary. That was my guess, but I'll make a different one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> United States. No, it's just UPS. Oh, UPS. oh, 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 oh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, United Package Service. <laughs> you're you're dancing around it. I I think you're confusing um, UPS with USPS, which is yes. the United States Postal Service, but UPS is the United Parcel Service. Yeah. Should have known that, Jenny. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I really should have. Thank okay. you for educating me. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. All righty. Your second acronym. Um, I'm going to pronounce it JIF, but I know that that is a very controversial pronunciation. So you may also say GIF. GIF, JIF. What does it stand for? Oh, God. Um, uh, a good, informative photograph. <laughs> <laughs> photograph with an F. Yes. No, no that's that's uh, that. No, um, Hillary. I think it's like something G, image format. Um, mm. but I don't know what the G is. Generated image format. <laughs> no, you're you're closer. It's the graphics interchange format. Mm. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Third acronym. SPF. Sun Protective Film. Oh, you're really close. You're really close. Um, and in fact, I think that that's probably close enough. It's Sun Protection Factor. I, I decided that Ooh. I was going to be a little lenient with some of these. Mason, what do you think? I think that's close enough. You got the sun protection, and that's that's the most important. Uh, yeah, uh, Jenny got the like. Yeah, it's it, yeah. You got the you got gets. the crux of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah I th I think that's close enough. Thank you. Um. Yes. Number four. NASA. Oh. Oh God. I feel like I should know that. Uh. <laughs> my first thought is neuroscience, but that's not correct. Um. <laughs> National Aerospace 
astro <laughs> no not astrology astronomy <laughs> uh associate yeah i don't know uh, my final answer is national aerospace association um it's the national aeronautics and space administration i think that's mm. probably close enough yeah we're, we're gonna go with yeah um so good <laughs> job <you>. um <laughs> And finally, you have to be this nice to me next. Oh, time. no, I will. I will. I will. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, and finally, to be clear, number... go ahead, Mason. To be clear, Matthew was not this generous to me when I was a contestant. I just want that <laughs> stated. Well, well, but you also didn't have this category. See, this is a unique category, and I kind of figured that this would be a really, really tough category. Um, because you know, you, you have all these very common acronyms that you use every day, um, but you have no idea what they stand for. We had a episode probably six months ago now, um, where one of the questions was, "What does the what, what does CVS stand for?" And yeah, see, no, I mean, it's, corner it's the, variety store. No, it's the consumer value store. Oh, obviously, really? Yeah, that but, is so weird. But like nobody knows that, and so I thought, oh, it would be a lot of fun to have an entire round with these kinds of acronyms because no one knows what the acronyms mean plus you get some good guesses yeah that's true yeah some good comedy comes into play definitely um, petition to change the names to whatever we guess <laughs> <laughs> um you're gonna have to take that with uh up the, with uh, each individual entity but i'll i'll certainly endorse it <clears throat> Alrighty, and uh, your last acronym jenny cbs oh uh cbs uh, cable broadcasting. No, 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 no. That's a news. Ah, wait. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know that one. I'll, I'll just go with the, the cable uh, broadcasting system. No, that's not right, though. You're on the right track, but it's not right. Hillary? Central Broadcasting Service? No. Um, uh, you got the B and the S right, Jenny, but the C is Columbia, Columbia Broadcasting System. Huh. Excuse me, Columbia Broadcasting System. I yeah. never would have gotten that. Hmm. Yeah, that's that was a that was a tricky one. Alrighty, Hillary, are you ready for your five? Yes. Okay. First one, ACLU. I do know this. American something something Union. Um. What are the somethings and the other something? That's mm -hmm. the question. I'll just make them up. Think think about what this what this organization does. I know that, but I can't think of any words that start with C and L that would help me with that. American Community Laundering Union. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's a different ACLU that I'm not aware of. Um, uh, Jenny, do you know? The American Civil Liberties Union. Yep, that's correct. Civil Liberties. All righty, question or acronym number two, YMCA. Young Men's Community Association. Uh, I. Oh, Christian. Christian. Yeah, yeah, Young Men's Christian Association. Yeah, I, I, okay. I, I think I think we can give you. I, I, I wasn't going to give you community because I think Christian is an important part of that. But yes, that YMCA Young Men's Christian Organ uh, Christian Association. Number three. This is a tricky one. AT and T. I'm going to say one of the T's is probably T. 
telephone. Maybe the other one is technology. But the first, the A is not like American. You can have AT&T elsewhere, maybe. AT&T has pretty sh bad service. Awful. It could be the A, but I don't think you would claim that. Uh, uh, it's not awful. The the A is not annoying. awful. It's not um, bad either. No, it's not annoying. I will so give you So it's coming that. to mind. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is good though. We encourage thinking out loud on this on this podcast. So could be like anywhere. You can have service anywhere, but that's a lie that they want you to believe. True. I'm also a long-suffering AT&T customer. I'm just going to say like anywhere telephone and technology. No. Just no. a string of pretty random words. Yeah. Jenny? American technology and tribulations. <laughs> Uh, no, no. Um, yeah, this this is a tricky one because the second T is the is the tough letter um, because it was founded in the 1880s by Alexander Graham Bell, um, and at the time, uh, telegrams were a very um, important part of of communication, and so AT and T stands for American Telephone and Telegraph. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know it was so old. Yeah, yeah. It's it it it's the oldest. Um, phone service hmm. in the United States. And my understanding is for a while, before we were all born, they had like a monopoly, basically. And then the Justice Department forced them to break up in like the 70s or 80s or something like that. Uh, that would be correct. Yes, creating the, the so-called baby bell phone companies. There you go. Wow. Alrighty, acronym number four, ESPN. It's not extreme, that's not the E. Electronic Sports Programming Network. It's, I don't think E is the electronic. That's not my final answer. It's not electronic. It's it's something. Sports Programming Network. You, you got the SPN right. I'll, I'll give it's, you that. It's not extreme either because there's like E, E, S, P, N. Um, but I really don't think it's definitely not electronic. Do I know what the E is though? What is sports? That's a great question. <laughs> G games? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it starts with an E. It's too early for this. I mean, I'm going to keep the E. I'm not giving up. <laughs> it's really not coming to me. Do you want to take a final guess? I can't even think of any words that start with E. <laughs> <laughs> um, Egg. <laughs> Extreme sports programming network, but I know that's not right. The E is something to do with sports. <laughs> It's 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 certainly adjacent. Um, Jenny? Entertainment. Entertainment and Sports Programming Network. Oh. Yeah. I gave you the last three letters there, Jenny. Yeah, not going to lie. I forgot what the rest of it was, so. <laughs> okay, why, why don't we, um, why, why don't we split the points? Um, that sounds fair. Uh, 10 for Hillary and 5 for Jenny. Thanks, that. Matthew. I think that's fair. This is actually a cooperative game. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Just trying to get the highest total score, obviously. Okay. All right. Your last acronym. Last last acronym. SWAT. As in SWAT team. SWAT team. And I'll tell you that the T does not stand for team. For team. I'm just 
coming up with answers that really they're <laughs> definitely not right. <laughs> I'm gonna say the S is special and the T is troops. Perhaps I'm really just making things up. <laughs> special war agent troops. Uh no. <laughs> uh Jenny. Um special worship association <laughs> trifecta no no well um hillary got special right um but it is special weapons and tactics why is the a and I, yeah since when is that a thing that's well, illegal well because then then it you know, then you can say SWAT instead of just SWT. <laughs> SWAT. SWAT. Yeah, SWAT teams. That doesn't flow quite as well. Not to mention, it's, yeah, it's it's not nearly as intimidating per se. Yeah, that's true. SWAT teams. SWAT team. Uh, well, um, that's the end points of, for special. <laughs> I think she should. Five points. I wouldn't have gotten that. We'll give you five <laughs> points. I'll give you five <laughs> points since that's a quarter of the acronym. Um, well, okay. Well, that, that was that was a that was a good experiment. Thank you, thank you both for indulging me on that. That's the end of round two. So, Mason, can you please give us a score update? Um. Okay. So uh, unchanged since round one. No, no. There, there's <laughs> been quite a bit of change. Uh, you know, in that previous round. Uh, for the first time, we have scores ending in five from both players. Um, that's the first time that's ever happened because te it's technically not mathematically possible unless we make special point assignments like we did in the Special. And so uh, Jenny got 55 points in that prior round and Hillary got 30. So Jenny is net 35. I mean, so Jenny's lead 85-65 going into the round three. Again, still anyone's game. All righty, so now it is time for round three. Mason, can you please explain the rules? All right. Round three is our second general knowledge round. This time, questions are worth 30 points. However, if you get it wrong, your opponent will be able to bounce back for 15. All righty, Jenny, are you ready for your five questions? Yes. Okay. Question one. On what interstate highway do the north and southbound lanes of the freeway cross over each other in Santa Clarita, north of Santa Clarita, California, so that cars are actually driving on the left for about five miles? I'm going to uh, shot in the dark here and say the 210? No. Yeah. Okay. Hillary? I-5. I-5. Wow. How did you uh, know that? Jenny, we have to drive on I-5 to get to school. <laughs> oh, I take the 101. Um, You're crazy. That's way slower. But it's pretty because you got the turns. That's true. The I-5 is just like so yeah. straight. And then you're on the wrong side of the road for a bit. And it's kind of freaky. Wait, that's yeah. crazy. Five miles. Yeah. I mean, I have been on the five, so I feel like I should know that. That's a... Yeah, it's, it's not... Oh. In, from looking at it on Street View yesterday, it's not immediately noticeable necessarily um and it because you're kind of going through a mountain pass there um oh, and it's like going through right the, grapevine. After the grapevine yeah 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 and uh, okay okay but you but if you look hard enough you can see the other um the other direction on the wrong side 
This wow. occurs between the Templin Highway and Lake Hughes Road exits, about 45 miles north of downtown Los Angeles. Question two, what is the atomic number of magnesium? Oh no. <laughs> Not a question I should know the answer to. Um, oh God. It, uh, 11, that's wrong. No. no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Are you visualizing the periodic table? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm thinking. So carbon is twelve. So I'm, I'm going to the right. At th thirteen. 14. I'm gonna say seventeen as my final answer. No, Hillary. Shoot. You were closer with your first. Ah, oh, darn it. Guess. And what was Jenny's first guess? Hey, Eleven. Don't Thank tell you. her that. <laughs> you got to be on it. Thirteen. <laughs> it was twelve. Is carbon eight? I think carbon is carbon is either seven or eight, I think. Mason, do you have the periodic table pulled up there? I'm upset. Okay. Well I'll I'll let Mason look at that while we move on. But it is actually twelve. Wow. Um question three. What US state was most recently admitted into the Union? Oh me. Yes, you. <laughs> Still you. Still you. <laughs> Um, it was Hawaii. That's correct. August 21st, 1959. It became the 50th state. Question four. Old Faithful is perhaps the most famous attraction of which national park? Oh, um, uh, uh, Yellowstone. That's correct. The geyser erupts on average every 90 minutes for about five minutes in duration. And finally, question five. Peleas et Melisande was the only opera completed by what French Impressionist composer? I realize no one can see this, but I'm giving Matthew an incredulous look because why would I know this? Um, I'm going to guess a French name, Pierre. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> well, I had hoped that the Impressionist composer was going to be a big hint. Mm. Oh, um... Uh... Yeah, no. Okay. No. Hillary. Oh, Debussy. Debussy. Oh my god. No. <laughs> or as Jenny Jenny likes to tease me. <laughs> Debussy. Yes. Uh, yeah. Debussy had started other operatic projects, but this was the only one he ever completed. Wow. Yep. Good for him. Yeah. There you go. Alrighty. Hillary, are you ready for your five questions? Yes. Okay. Question one. What interstate highway runs roughly parallel to the 101 in the Bay Area? 280. San Francisco with San Jose, I-280 is correct. Question two. Delicate Arch is among the biggest attractions at what state's Arches National Park? Danny looks excited, so I'm going to say Utah. That's correct. Um, the Delicate Arch is the one that's featured on the Utah license plates. Question three. At the 73rd Primetime Emmy Awards on September 19th, what show won the Emmy for Outstanding Comedy Series? Ted Lasso. That's correct. It received 13 Primetime Emmy nominations in total, winning four. Um, Best Comedy Series, Leading Actor for Jason Sudeikis, Supporting Actor for Brett Goldstein, and Supporting, and supporting actress, actress for Hannah Waddingham. Love you, Ted. Can, can I ask <laughs> it's my favorite what, show. <laughs> what, that sh what, what is this show? I've never heard of it. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. Oh. It will warm your heart. Oh. Is an American who goes over to coach a 
British soccer team. Hmm. And hilarity ensues. Cute. Yes. My parents are absolutely obsessed with that show. Me too. Um, I've only seen the new episode. Just saw it last night. So good. I, I've only seen the first couple because um, they started watching it right before I left home this summer. Um, so I'm, I'm sure I will watch it when I'm home for Christmas. But I admit I'm way behind. Got to get on that. Yeah, I, I really do. Yeah, need to quit graduate school so I can just keep watching Ted Lasso. That's right. Yeah. Question four. What empire built a road system at least 25,000 miles long, the most advanced and extensive transportation system in pre-Columbian America? The Incan Empire? That's correct. It had two main routes, one along the coast and then one up in the Andes Mountains, in addition to numerous branches connecting the two. I really appreciate that you're asking me questions I know the answers to, Matthew. Yeah, Because there's not a lot of them, and you've picked them. (laughs) (laughs) I tailor the questions to each individual person. Sort of, more or less. I try to. Don't make me feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's You thought Ted Lasso and you were like, Hillary would know that. Yeah. Question five. How many pairs of chromosomes do humans have? Twelve. No. Hillary. (laughs) Uh, Jenny, sorry. I laughed, but I probably will also get it wrong. Uh, Wait, wait. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 21? 22? 23. 23. Oh, 23 and me! Oh, yeah. duh. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's... 23 pairs or 46 total. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the end of round three. Um, Mason, can you please give us a score update? All right, so I've got some updates and I've got uh, one one quick clarification, because I think I might have missed me. So all of you are wrong on the atomic number of carbon. It's actually six. Oh. <laughs> okay, Good. thank excellent. you. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So Hillary really running away with that round. Now I'm getting 135 points in that round. Uh, Jenny picking up a respectable 60 in there. Uh, so right now, Hillary leads 200 to 145, but again, still very much anybody's game. So now it is time for round four. Mason, can you please explain the rules? With glee. So round four is the showdown. This round consists of three questions, each worth 40 points. The contestants will write down or, you know, some in some way, like, lock in their answer simultaneously uh, before we uh, ask them for it. Okay. Question one. Tavern owner William Cianis brought what pet of his to game four of the 1945 World Series at Wrigley Field in Chicago, which is said to be the origin of the namesake curse on the Cubs franchise? Alrighty. Do we have answers? Yes. Okay. Jenny, what is your answer? Beaver. Okay. Um, Hillary, what is your answer? Rabbit. Uh, no, not, neither of you are correct. Uh, the answer is um, he brought his pet goat to the ballpark. This is called the Curse of the Billy Goat. Well, that was my second guess. So mm-hmm. I, f- I figured it would be. Um, Sienis owned the original Billy Goat Tavern nearby and brought his pet goat to the game. Apparently, the goat was bothering fans, so the pair were asked to leave. And Sienis alleg- allegedly said, 
quote, them Cubs, they ain't going to win no more, which is interpreted as the origin of the curse. The Cubs lost the 1945 World Series to the Tigers and would not reach another World Series until 2016 when they beat the Cleveland Indians in seven games, finally breaking the curse. There you go. Is, is the Cleveland team still called that? Um, they are changing their name hmm. this year. Yeah. But they were called as such hmm. in 2016. Dang. Question two. What is the least populated country on the North American continent? Alrighty, do we have a guess from both of you? Jenny? Wait, what was the continent? North America. Oh, shoot. Okay, wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. 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 Alrighty. What is your what is your answer? Canada. Hillary. <laughs> no um no the answer is belize um they have four hundred and four thousand <laughs> residents why did i guess canada <laughs> i couldn't even think of other, <laughs> other countries North American i think so. i think maybe we should have specified central america uh, well central america is part of north america yeah, okay. i guess central america fair. is part of the north american continent Therefore, yeah. Would that have changed your answer? It would have, Obviously, but yes. I still would have been wrong. So okay. it's okay. <laughs> well, Belize is the answer. They have 404,000 residents. Panama is the next lowest, but they have over 4 million residents. Oh, wow. Yeah. And finally, question three. A popular brand of pencils shares its name with what upstate New York town, the site of a Revolutionary War fort? All righty. Do we have answers? Jenny? Uh, Sumner? Hillary? I, I truly can't remember exactly what it is, but the only pencil brand I can think of is Ticonderoga or whatever it's called. It is Ticonderoga. Fort Ticonderoga mm. is up in upstate New York near the town of Ticonderoga. Um, the company was founded by Joseph Dixon in 1812. All righty. That's the end of the game. So, Mason, what's the final score? All right, so only Hillary received points in that final round. Uh, you mean it wasn't Canada still? <laughs> I, I, I do mean that, in fact, it was not Canada still. So the final score of the game, with the 40 added points total from the final round, we have Hillary 240, Jenny two, um, 145. So Hillary wins the game. Well, congratulations, Hillary. You are today's winner. Do you have anything that you would like to say? I'm just so, so honored to have won this game, and I'm never going to look at an acronym the same again. I, you shouldn't. Well, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Hillary and Jenny, for being on the show today, as well as Mason Cook for being our scorekeeper and our composer. And, oh, wait. What an, oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I I haven't done this in a couple of weeks. And Messing yeah. up your own outro. Come on, no, man. I am. Yeah, I am. It's so bad. I haven't, I haven't stumbled this bad. <clears throat> Today's questions were written by Sophie Wilbert, Caitlin Fick, Mason Cook, Matthew Hauser, and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea and feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. 
and tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week.